This is Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 191, for the week of September 27th, 2009. Welcome to a mucus-filled episode of Daizen Chewy X. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Chewy X. Julian, you do the rest here. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in the hopes of enlightening, and a little bit of entertaining. Hey, man, long time no talk. How you doing? Uh, doing not too bad, I guess. Excellent. Overall. How's Japan treating you? Japan itself is treating me pretty well, and, I don't know, having a... Pretty relaxing weekend, apart from a couple of things. What's going on uh, with the students over there? How are they treating you? Oh, the students are okay. They're back from their summer break and back from Silver Week. Silver Week seems to be a recent invention involving the fact that this year both Respect for the Aged Day and the first day of autumn uh, occurred during the same week, and in the day in the middle was given over to another holiday. So all told, people had about five days in a row off. I heard about that. It was Monday and then Wednesday, so they just gave you Tuesday, right? Yep. And then I had Thursday since the cultural festival was the day was the previous Saturday, and I had to come in. So. Oh, all right. Good times. A little time off. Good. Good. So it's uh, it's you and I this episode. You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Uh, I'm recovering from a sinus infection, and Mary's sick. So you and I rocking the podcast this week. I guess we are. We got some uh, music reviews for folks. We got a ton of news to catch up on because we did miss uh, a week a show last week, if that makes any sense. So we'll catch up on all that stuff, and uh, we'll hit our music reviews. But before we get to all that got some good stuff for you here. Updating the website with lovely content. Just the other day, I put up a tidbit about Dragon Ball Evolution, a nice little comparison between what I call the original source material. That's usually the manga, but uh, because the manga and the TV version are mostly the same, and you can read for yourself. You can figure out what's going on. We kind of took Evolution and said, hey, what's right about it, what's wrong about it, what did they miss, and what are some miscellaneous changes. A little to do with whether or not we actually liked the movie, although there's some comments like that in there too. But uh, I found it a very fun writing, so hopefully you'll find it a fun reading. And then uh, just a couple hours ago, actually, I updated the filler guide on the site. We've got Dragon Ball episodes 13 and 14. Two new episodes for you there. Good stuff. So this is sort of news, sort of random, so I'm going to throw it up here before we get to the real news. Julian, this doesn't affect you a whole lot, but over here in the States, Walmart is doing a two-for-twenty-dollar sale on DS games right now. Now, it's not all DS games from a specific list, but Origins is on that list, so if you want to pick that up, there's some other good things there. Uh, Final Fantasy III, Ninja Gaiden, Dragon Sword, uh, some of the Dragon Quest spin-off games. There's a few things on there, so if you want to grab some cheap DS games, two-for-twenty right there. That's my stuff. What do you got? No. Oh, let's see. Well, I haven't seen a whole lot going on with the Dragon Ball over here. There's, of course, the DVDs and Blu-ray that came out recently. Yes. They don't seem to be um, doing too well, which I don't know if we're going to get to that in the news. I didn't even throw it on the list because it didn't seem like there was a whole lot to say. The DVD only sort of kind of made the list and not even with any figures, and the Blu-ray wasn't even on the list. Yeah, and my theory on that is the majority of the people who actually buy those are the real completest sort of people who probably have already picked up either the singles or the Dragon Box, and they really feel no need to do the same with Kai since it's the same series. Right, and it's airing right now, so there's no fond memories yet of it. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, you know, where exactly is the market for it? I could see rentals, perhaps. Right, right. But not really sales. 
three episodes of Pop 2. We'll get to it because I think I'm going to review that Blu-ray. Maybe not next week, but the week after because we did get it in here. I have a few things to say about it, but I don't know if this is the right strategy that they should be going uh, for and with right now. All right. So actually, as we're recording right now, I think Kai just ended over in Japan. (laughs) You can see where my priorities lie here. Yes, but, you know, it's going to be available to watch at the usual places. That's right. Naming no names. All right, so that's all you got? Yep. All right, then. Let's take it over to the news. All right, Mr. Japan, why don't you tell me what's going on first here with uh, Dragon Ball Manga? All right, the Dragon Ball Manga is coming to Japanese PSPs. There is a new comic section launching on the Japanese PlayStation Store, and the Dragon Ball Manga is included, though it will only be the Saiyajin arc for now. Yeah, they launched, uh, well, they've said they're going to be launching this with over 100 titles. It's a pretty comprehensive list of stuff there, and uh, I was pretty shocked to see Dragon Ball on there. Very strange that they would start with that arc, but when you consider, well, Kai is a big thing, and that corresponds to where Kai started up, I guess that makes sense. They want to tie in as many Dragon Ball-related things as they can together. Right. You suppose it'll be more successful than their attempt to bring movies to the PSP? (laughs) Well, see, that was a physical format, the UMD movies. This is digital only, so I have to imagine it'll be more successful than, you know, the UMDs that cost more than the DVD of the movie did. So as long as this is at (laughs) a good price point. I don't know. I don't know. What are the Japanese tendencies? I mean, cell phones are big. People watching TV and stuff on their phones. Do you think they'll do this? They might. I, I suppose it's possible. I mean, manga on phones is big. But I'm not sure whether that's like individual downloads or a subscription plan or what. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I actually don't know if this is also going to be that. Is it going to be a subscription? Can you get a subscription or only do one times? I don't think all the details are out on that yet. But it'll be interesting to follow along with it. All right, I'll take it back over here to the States. Funimation. Those single discs of the movies are theoretically anyway cancelled they're supposed to have run the anime on DVD forms updated to show that DBZ movies 1 and 2 the single discs that are sort of broken out from the previously released double features are cancelled now in addition to that the Amazon listings are gone and the right stuff listings now say no longer available for purchase I am very excited about this because it was as you might say the redundantly redundant release because the double features are still on store shelves do you really need to have the single discs next to them, and the press release said they had the Dragon Box Masters. I think this was the right choice. Really, only Bardock and Trunks get screwed in the process already coming out. All right, I'm going to throw it back over to you in Japan, then. Something else apparently has been coming out. Yes, and that's the TV anime comics, or animanga. Though we haven't been covering it here, they've been steadily releasing this redundantly redundant manga of the anime of the manga, and Volume 3 of Majin Buu Revival Arc came out earlier this month on the 4th. No listings for another yet, but um, it's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shueisha's site is really slow on putting them up. It was weeks after its release that that listing finally went up on their site. So it's difficult to keep track of whether or not something's actually coming out until you know long after it's on shelves. Yes. And I know you're not actively looking for them, so <laughs> that doesn't help either. Right. These have been steadily coming out since even before I came to Japan, I think. Yeah, it's been a so. long time now. They're pretty slow, but oh, it's just They're another thing. the end of the series now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, also, over in Japan, but I'll take this. 
this, not a whole lot to say about it, that Dragon Ball Kai Song Collection, originally supposed to come out on October 21st, the Columbia website now says November 4th, as does the CD Japan listing. Uh, we have an updated track listing, though, with titles for everything, but it looks like it's getting just a, a little bit of a delay there, not a whole lot, a couple of weeks. Uh, that's the one. You're excited for this one. I know. Dende in character song by Aya Hirano. Julian, number one favorite fan. Uh, oh, dear. Well... I suppose we'll find out how much of a pander it is uh, when it comes out. If it's just the the Namekian dragon incantation over and over again, then maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> what do you think about this? What can Dende possibly sing about? My brother's dead, everyone else on my planet's dead, and I'll be God later on. That's about it, right? Pretty much. I'm a Namekian. I don't eat. I just drink water. The end. I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on then. Speaking of delays, VizBig getting another slight delay. DBZ5, originally supposed to come out on October 20th. Amazon listing is now saying October 27th. Only a one-week delay there, and that's nothing these days after so many two-month delays. And then delays of delays. So I think if you've waited this long, you can wait another week. Uh, and really, that's about where we are with the manga review of awesomeness. So kind of sucks that the people trying to keep up with us are getting further delayed by Viz, but what can you do about it? Raging Blast news here. The German Amazon listing has a, a limited edition version, which notes it will include a steel case packaging, a 52-page art book, a soundtrack on CD, and some sort of DLC, either integration or inclusion or something. Looks like the PS3 and 360 versions get some slightly different DLC included there. Very excited about this. Now, we know that Hironobu Kageyama has a new vocal theme song for the the game called Progression, and I haven't seen any CD singles or a soundtrack show up for this game. So if it's going to come included with the limited edition version of the game in Germany, maybe it's going to do the same thing in other territories. We know nothing about it anywhere else in the world, but I'm pretty excited about that. I'd drop uh, an extra 10 bucks to get you know, a nice book and the soundtrack on CD. Let me take one more and then we'll throw it back to you. So Funimation and the Dragon Box dub tracks. Our buddy podcast listener, visitor, AMV creator, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Brackus. He asked Adam Sheehan, who is uh, one of the Funimation representatives at AWA during their panel about what's going to be included for audio tracks on the Dragon Box. And the response was, the tracks that are on the orange brick sets will also be present on the Dragon Box sets. Now, if that's true, that would include the original Japanese track, their English dub track with the Japanese score, and then their English dub with the American broadcast score. So we're already pumping up uh, from six episodes on the Japanese releases to seven episodes on the American releases. And then from the one, obviously, audio track up to three audio tracks. Uh, we're creeping a little bit more on here. Yeah, bitrate concerns on uh, the video and the audio side. Now, representatives have been wrong before. They don't necessarily know every single last detail. But here we are. We're uh, more than like six weeks out from uh, the release. I don't remember what the date is. I think it's November 10th. I think that's the big date for lots of releases. We're not too far out from it, and we still don't know uh, lots of full details on the release. Uh, a lot of people are starting to get concerned about that. Uh, we still have an open invitation to Funimation to come on the show and tell us a little bit more about it. I'll follow up with that, because uh, I know people are very interested in uh, the final details. But Julian, let me throw it over to you for the final bit of news we got for you this show. Yes, coming to us is... News of two more voice replacements in Dragon Ball Kai. Nail's voice will no longer be Katsuji Mori, but Titan Kusunoki. And Apul, that wonderful, wonderful character that Mike loves so much. That's right. 
is voiced in this series, apparently, by Takahiro Yoshimizu and not Yuji Machi. Now, I love the story behind this change. Heath, our buddy over from uh, Kansentai, told me about this. Now, apparently, Nail was announced on the official website for Dragon Ball Kai. I know some of the others, uh, Kami-san, Intention Hunt, all the big ones were announced there. Apul was not announced. The only reason anyone picked up on it is because they noticed it in the closing credits for that episode that he was uh, voiced by a different voice actor. So, poor Apul getting the shaft, not even an official announcement about his voice change. How do you feel about that, Julian? It's really a shame. And, of course, also a shame that he will be... Go for it. Do it. Did two episodes. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I linked that when I put the news up on it. So uh, that's the news covering the last uh, about two weeks. Uh, you wouldn't really think that there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but you know, we got a whole bunch of stories there. So with that out of the way, Julian, you and I, we're going to do some music reviews here. All right, we got two CDs for you. We're going to do a CD single and then a full soundtrack. The first one we're going to do, though, is that CD single. This is Power of Dreamer. It contains the opening theme to Makafushigi Daiboken, which is the latest Dragon Ball game on the Nintendo Wii. It will be coming out in the rest of the world as Revenge of King Piccolo. Now, this particular song is performed by Hiroki Takahashi, who performed Makafushigi Adventure, which was the opening theme to the Dragon Ball TV series. And he did a couple of of the other insert songs in there as well. Now, Julian, have you picked up the CD at all? I haven't picked up the CD, but I have heard the theme. All right, excellent. The main theme. Before we get to that, I just want to talk about the packaging a little bit. It's just a regular CD single, so there's not a whole lot to say about it. Oh, I see your frowny face. I know, we'll get to the music. Don't worry, don't worry. The uh, cover is really just a cropped version of the Wii Games cover, uh, focusing on Goku there and some of the other characters in the background. I really like this one. Some of the past CDs have been very cluttered, very difficult to read. This one is big and bold and clear and colorful. And that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, the insert is uh, a single page open. There's nothing additional in there. No cards, nothing special, no limited edition, just a single disc. So Julian, Power of Dreamer itself, the theme song to the game. Tell me what you think about it. I think it's actually pretty pretty good. I mean, it feels like a classic Dragon Ball song. It's sung by the guy himself. And it's got all the sort of hallmarks of what you would expect from a Dragon Ball thing, like horns and sort of, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but a sort of 80s kind of feel. I'm with you there. The horns, I think that's what really drives this one home, as feeling like a Dragon Ball song. Makafushiki has the same flair to it. It just evokes that Dragon Ball 1980s, Big smile on your face going on a big grand adventure. Yes, it's the bubble. The Imperial Palace is worth more than the state of, I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. I feel like I should have a lot more to say about it, but it's just one of those songs that I sit back and I smile, and it's a fun listen. It's a shame I don't have more to say about it, but I want to take it over to the B-side. Now, I actually don't know the title for this one. Can you read this one to me? And the name of the other title is Gamshara Niko. 
Which means? Gamushara. Oh, it's usually written in kanji. Let's go recklessly or daringly. <laughs> okay. That fits for a Dragon Ball title then. Well, now we know. So have you uh, taken a listen to this song? I have not. Uh, I have to tell you about this one then. This is probably my favorite B-side. Definitely of this year and probably of the last couple years. And if you look on the uh, the credits to it, you've got that Ken's and Canon or Kanon, the, the uh, alternating capital letters. Uh, involvement from Infinite World soundtrack as well. You recognize those names. This one has a very, very funky flair to it. But it does a good mix of going between that and sort of a, a rock pop style in the choruses. You're talking about this reckless feeling of going forward and I'm talking about adventure. This is exactly the feeling I get from this song. Uh, Hiroki Takahashi, obviously, uh, singing it as well. This is just a, a fantastic Fantastic. B-side of Fantastic. I assume it's an image song because uh, I don't have the game yet. I'm pretty sure it's not in the game, but a great inclusion. Now, Mary couldn't join us on this episode. She's sick, but I remember the first time I was playing this, I had played Power of Dreamer. It was just, uh, okay, whatever. I think Mary was off in the guest room or something, and we got to this track on here, and <laughs> remember she came out, she's like, oh, what was that song? That, that was so good, and we were just talking about the style of it and how it was going back and forth, and it was just the most fun B-side listen I've had in a while. Now, I've mentioned Over the Star before, which I've come to like a lot, which was the Kai insert song. But that one's so laid back and almost sad that it's tough to get excited about it in the same way you can get excited about this kind of song. So that's my take on it. And that's really all we have on the CD. We have uh, karaoke versions of those two songs. But uh, four tracks on there. That's all you got. So Julian, for the price of it, I think it was about 1,200 yen standard price. Is this something you'd be interested in picking up? Oh, maybe. It's not that much, so sure. <laughs> and you're over there, so you don't have to pay for the shipping charges and all that, where it ends up being about as much as the product itself. Right. <laughs> uh, I definitely, definitely think people should pick this up. Power of Dreamer itself is a great song and then the b-side is wonderful as well this is definitely one of those if you're ordering something else you want to maximize that shipping throw it in there i don't know if i would order it by itself just because the shipping is going to probably end up being as much as the cd itself if you're ordering other things man throw this disc in there this is totally one of my highlights of the year uh very excited very grateful that this came out and it's great to have hiroki takahashi get some love too you know we go on and on about hironobu kageyama he's the voice of dbz music to us. Sometimes you have to take a step back and remember there was someone else there first for a series that was you know, 153 episodes. We heard that voice for so long. So it's good to see him get some love and some attention there. Pretty short review, but a pretty short CD. So let's take it over to the Dragon Ball Kai soundtrack. I'm holding the limited edition version in my hand. Now what this came with was a box that would hold three CDs. The Kai soundtrack obviously was inside it. Now on the back of the box it shows you the Kai soundtrack, and then the two CD singles for Dragon Soul and Yeah Break, Care Break, which is pretty confusing because when this was first listed online, it was listed as the Dragon Ball Kai original soundtrack volume one. Uh, there is no volume one listing anywhere on the packaging for this. So whether or not we'll get any in the future, I'm sure we will. Uh, I mean, Kai is doing so well that I have to imagine they'll put out future volumes. But that, that was kind of a, a little miscommunication, it seems, between retailers and you know what the final product ended up being. But it holds those three 
these CDs really nicely, and it's a good package if you've already picked those up, which I, of course, have. Now, something that we made fun of leading up to this release was that the limited edition version also came with a card holder. Now, what the hell is a card holder? Well, you know, these CDs... I picked through something from Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it may as well be. It's this real small... It's almost this neon orangish reddish... Uh, think of Goku's Gi and just multiply the neon in it by about a billion. It's that kind of color. <laughs> and it holds the Dragon Battlers cards. Uh, you know, these CDs have been coming with those cards oh, to yeah. use with uh, the Dragon Battlers arcade-style games and stuff. So if you've been getting all those bonuses, this will hold your card. It's nothing really exciting, nothing terribly special. But if you bought the limited edition version, uh, that's what it came with. The limited edition version actually came with three extra tracks at the end of it, too. So we'll get to those uh, when we get through the CD itself. That's really all I have to say about the packaging. Uh, it's pretty standard. The box is uh, not terribly thin, but it's not especially thick cardboard or anything. And uh, CD doesn't come with anything especially extra. There are some notes from Kenji Yamamoto, it looks like, inside the booklet, which does have a couple pages in it. So it's nice that it's not just the, uh, you open it up and that's it. So let's talk about the music itself. Julian, we've uh, talked at length on the show about Dragon Soul and Yap Break themselves. But let me ask you, you know, yes. kind of one final conclusion uh, opinion from you. The TV size versions of these songs, did these do it for you? Mm, they're all right. I mean, they're songs. I, maybe they just haven't grown on me the same way as the old themes have since right. they haven't been out as long. They're enjoyable for what they are, but I haven't quite accepted them as Dragon Ball themes. Gotcha. I guess is the way to put it. No, no, no. That makes sense. Well, we've got those two on there. <laughs> Dragon Soul, the TV size, is uh, track number three. And then Yeah Break is track 32. So right there, you know we have a bunch of tracks on here. Uh, there are 33 tracks on the regular, 36 tracks on the limited edition version. The CD actually kind of goes uh, chronologically. It starts off with the title music, and that's not the title of the episode, not the title card, but this is that... leads into yeah. the episode. And then, just like an episode would, it goes to the recap music, which I believe is Premonition of a Grand Adventure. So no longer do we have prologue and subtitle. <laughs> the uh, recap music actually has uh, a title to it. To me, this totally feels like updated Dragon Ball Z background music. The uh, recap music in particular. This is one of the few tracks that I think could have been in DBZ as DBZ was, and I think would have fit. You, you wouldn't necessarily know it was a different composer. It just feels DBZ, as opposed to the theme songs you were saying, which didn't feel like DBZ. So let me ask you, do you get that right. same feeling from the recap music? The recap music, yes. Some of the other music, not so much. <laughs> All right. But definitely the recap music feels like a, here's where we've been, and ta-da, here's the episode title. <laughs> right, right. Let's talk about some of the other tracks then. Uh, one that I want to harp on is track nine. I don't have a translation in front of me at the moment, but this is an interesting track because it feels kind of spacey. And by that, I mean like futuristic, often space kind of feeling. It, it sounds like a spacified version of Makifushigi is the only way I can describe it. I don't actually remember when or where this was used in Kai. I, I feel like I can picture it being used, but this one definitely stuck out to me on the soundtrack uh, itself.
The next track I want to take it to, though, is the Dragon Soul Orchestra version. Now, I know when the CD first came out, this was getting all sorts of attention on our form, and I think for good reason. Have you had a chance to listen to this orchestra version? I have not. This is probably my favorite track on the CD. Uh, I have a couple other favorites later on. Uh, one that maybe even rivals this. But this orchestra version, it, it takes... Dragon Soul, which I think is okay for a song. And it really adds that extra oomph and feeling behind it. I think the song actually works better as background music than it does as a vocal theme song. This is the same kind of style that you would hear with the variations on the Hedgehala jingles in the original score. That's how it's used here as well. It just feels so full. That's the only word I can think of to describe it. This is definitely a shining example of greatness on this CD. Next track I want to take it to, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in between here, but there's a lot of just incidental music here and there. And for the most part, it's structured where each track is mostly just one piece. You'll have a couple, like on the old Z background music CDs, where it would play a little bit of a piece, then a couple seconds of a pause, and then another piece. Not a whole lot of that on here. Like, there won't be five background music tracks in a single track. Maybe two at most, maybe three. But track number 16, this is the uh, song you're going to hear. It's a little funky beat that's played a lot towards the end of an episode. I don't want to sing it for you, so I'll just play a little sample for you. I like it because it kind of segues into that music. You don't notice it so much during the episode itself, but when you get a chance to listen to the whole composition on CD, I think it shines a lot more there. Next track I want to mention, track 18, Win Tough Fight. This is the one that rivals Dragon Soul, the orchestra version for me. There's going to be a vocal version of this on the upcoming uh, Kai song collection, which unfortunately was delayed. I am distraught over this because I cannot wait to hear what the vocal version is going to be like. This is a kind of an upbeat rock guitar version, I guess, of whatever that song is going to be. Now, I definitely don't remember this being used in the show. At the same time, I think the last episode I watched was 17, and we've been, I think, months since then by now, and I don't really remember uh, as much as I probably should. This song has an upbeat feeling to it, but it's kind of got an eerie mood to it at the same time. Uh, Like, you don't know what's going on, but (sighs) I'm not sure how to describe this like what I could reference it as maybe something like warning of danger if uh, that was brought up into Kai style but as a background music track kind of a, a suave feeling to it but very rock and upbeat at the same time
it's it's tied, I think, really, for my favorite track uh, on the album here. Right after it, though, uh, kind of killing the mood, it goes over to the piano version of Over the Star, which was the song used, the insert, in uh, episode 17 when Bulma and the others are picking up all the dead bodies. This song has really, really grown on me. Even I liked it when it first came out, and even Mary mentioned how this song has grown on her a lot, and I think the piano version had a lot to do with that. What are your feelings on Over the Star as a vocal song, just a song in general? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I think I missed the episode where it was, and I haven't figured out where it is exactly. <laughs> oh, that's such a shame. Uh, I think you're going to end up the same way as me, where you're going to like it at first, but it'll just kind of be there. Then over time, it's really going to grow on you. And it seems like you and I click a lot on kind of what our favorite songs are. So I'm kind of making up your opinion for you, but I think you'll feel the same way. Piano version is really, really great, and it gives you uh, the good memories of uh, that scene, even though it's kind of a sad scene. jump down to track 24, which I think is Running Across the Land. This is the variation on the title music uh, that you heard in track 1. Of course, uh, Shinsuke Kikuchi did the same thing a lot over in uh, the original score for Z. I like these variations where it's uh, a song you've heard before, but maybe in a new style, see that music in a new light. Uh, I really enjoy when they do stuff with the music like that. You know, the other stuff I want to mention uh, just tracks 29 and 30. 29 is the Requiem to Those Who Meet Their End. I want to say this is the track that started getting overused with all the death scenes and then non-death scenes and it started losing its impact. It works really well on the CD though. Uh, and then track 30, The Brave Heart Challenges. This is the brave one or the, the hero who challenges the strong one, I guess. Is, oh, it's not Kyoja, it's Tsuamono. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Same meaning? Um, basically. Okay. Suomono has the secondary meaning of soldier, but I think in this context, it's the strong one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, this is incredibly triumphant. I think the uh, track title describes it very well. Again, I can't remember where this was used, but it stuck out to me while listening to the soundtrack itself. Yeah, then we move to the closing. We've got Yap Break at 32, and then the preview music at 33. Then the three bonus tracks, incredibly short. Uh, I think 34 is the longest, uh, like a minute, maybe two. And then 35 and 36 are under a minute each themselves and kind of a, a fade out on them. They feel very much like afterthoughts. I can't remember hearing them if or when they were ever used. But if you splurged on the limited edition version, you got them. If you splurged, if you splurged on I, the I, I know, I, I said splurged on purpose. If, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> nice catch, though. Uh, Mike. All right, so that's the Kai soundtrack in a nutshell. What I want to say about this, you've heard our opinions on Kai. You know, we just can't seem to even bring ourselves to watch it. Listening to the soundtrack, though, it takes on an entirely new form and a new view in my mind, really. I absolutely love listening to this soundtrack. It feels like Dragon Ball music to me, but not the score to the show. And I think that makes sense because it is coming from Kenji Yamamoto, who did, you know, lots of video game soundtracks. It feels to me like 
a new series of video game soundtracks that I'm listening to. One I still strongly associate with Dragon Ball, but not necessarily with the TV series. And I think this could have worked so much more if Kai was not just a rehash of the existing animation. I would probably love it even more as a score associated with a show. For me, now it's mostly just music. I don't care so much about the uh, attachments and relations to what it aired with. It's just a fun soundtrack to listen to and i'm really glad i picked it up julian your interest in it Mm, actually i'm curious to hear a lot of these tracks now because watching them during the show i kind of felt like they didn't always mesh very well yeah totally maybe that's because my memories of the tv show or maybe it's because it just doesn't seem to quite fit the mood of the of the scenes but sure i'll give it a shot on its own and see what i think maybe that's a good analogy used about the video games and the fact that kenji yamamoto wrote most of these pieces right exactly oh one thing i did want to mention is uh kenji yamamoto not the same kenji yamamoto who scored the metroid games but i think we're going to mention that later on this episode so uh keep that in your mind so the kai soundtrack if you're a big fan of kai absolutely no doubt make sure you pick this up if you don't love kai you may end up being in the same court as me here uh, where you find you're really enjoying listening to the CD just as a Dragon Ball music CD. So it's a really tough call, a really tough recommendation from me here. But I think if you give it a chance, you're probably going to enjoy listening to it. So that's uh, kind of our, our podcast audio take on these two new CDs. I do owe you guys written reviews for the website. Uh, what I end up doing really is using the podcast to form my outline for the written review. So you kind of get my... Uh, you know, stream of consciousness thoughts on the podcast, and then you'll get the formal written version later on. So look forward to those. And you can, of course, find links to these CDs on our website in the show notes. Music CDs done. You know, where are we heading from here? Talking about releases, well, September's basically over, and October's releases, as far as I can tell, don't start till the 20th. So I don't think we're going to really bother with that. Let's just jump down to some emails. <laughs> Julian, why don't you take the first one here? All right. Well, the first email comes to us from Elliot. Elliot. I mean, where were we? Oh, yes. Hey, Mike. Julian, if he's there. Mary, and anyone and everyone else, I have a question about Takayoshi Tanimoto, the guy who did the intros and, I think, scores from the DBZ Budokai and Budokai Tenkaichi games, and most recently, Dragon Ball Kai. Um, I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, my question about him is, has he done any score work for any other prominent anime series or any not-so-prominent ones? Possibly any voice acting or seiyuu work? Um, okay, so want me to cover this or do you? No, go ahead and start it off here. Okay, first of all, Takayoshi Tanimoto is not the same person who either wrote or performed the the themes in the video games. Well, the performer of the themes in the video games would be Hironobu Kageyama, who was also the person who performed themes for Dragon Ball Z. And the writer of the music for the video games is Kenji Yamamoto, who has also been writing the music for Kai. So maybe that's where you've gotten confused there. Definitely. That that sums that up pretty well. Uh, think of Takeyoshi Tanimoto as the voice singing the songs, and the music behind it is Kenji Yamamoto. Yes, and Takeyoshi Tanimoto is really a very, let's say, a newcomer to the series in terms of singing songs. Yeah, definitely. He's got the theme songs for Kai, and that's it, basically. He's got some other previous work, but not a whole lot. He's not a veteran of the industry, like most of the other people involved with uh, Dragon Ball have been. Now, Julian, I did find a, a profile for Kenji Yamamoto on Anime News Network. If you want to click that link there, it did a couple other series 
I'm going down the list here, and the only one I recognize is Dragon Ball Kai. Yeah, um, a number of them seem like anime movies. A fair number of them seem like um, one-offs. I recognize Magical Tarudu Dokun, but I've never actually seen it. I've just heard the name somewhere previously. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I honestly am not familiar with uh, some of this other work. Kenji Yamamoto, to me, has always just been the DBZ video game guy. I mean, he's been in business since, oh God, Famicom days. Yes, he did a lot of arrangements That's true. for the anime, true. not actual composition. He's been very heavily involved, which is why we are excited about him uh, doing the score to Kai if it wasn't going to be Shunsuke Kikuchi, who personally I would have just preferred the original music, but if it was not going to be that individual, oh, Kenji Yamamoto would have been my second choice, so that's what it ended up being. There you go. I, I think that answers your question, Elliot. So why don't I take the next one here from Chris? I was actually making the joke in the chat room the other night. We're going to have to start assigning numbers or nicknames to people named Chris who write into the show. It's getting a little overwhelming. The, the last few weeks, I, I think we've had emails from Chris. Not the same Chris every time, which is very, very strange. But this particular Chris says, at the end of last week's episode, and I'm just going to know here, probably wasn't last week's episode because, well, first of all, we didn't have an episode last week, but then the episode before that. I don't know when it was, but Julian, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this. Anyway, you mentioned that you like to highlight fan-made works such as Toyable's AF Project and Team Four Stars DBZ Abridged. I thought you might be interested in another fan-made manga, Dragon Ball Multiverse. It launches off countless what-if universes all joined together in one tournament battle. For example, Vegito never defusing during the Boo fight, or all of the Namekians fusing together to fight Frieza, Cell, and Boo. I thought you guys could enjoy this, seeing as you seem to like the what-if stories from the Budokai games. Now, I'm gonna say, I have actually read the majority of Dragon Ball Multiverse, and it is something I would like to cover in the future. I haven't read pages in maybe a few weeks, so I'm not completely caught up. But I guess just quick opinions. Julian, have you checked out Multiverse at all? I'm looking now. <laughs> oh, so you have not before? No, I have not. Oh, alright. I think it's a great concept. Uh, you know, we have different universes in the series already, at least with the different timelines that Trunks creates. So there's a great potential to have all sorts of different things uh, go on with maybe in this universe, this didn't happen. Over here, it did. And what if they came together to fight? You see anything you like there? Oh, it's pretty good art. Actually, it's quite nice art, actually. Yeah, yeah. In full color, at least for the first few pages. Yeah, not all of them are. It goes to black and white. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah. It looks pretty nice. And the what-if situations are things that have been played upon with things like the second PS2 Dragon Ball Z game. Right. Yeah, I'm all about this. So I think we will uh, cover it maybe somewhat in the near future. We'll have to get Julian all caught up with it. I don't think Mary's checked this out uh, either. So make sure everyone reads it, and then uh, we'll come together. We'll talk about multiverse in the future. I think it makes sense. We've talked about Toybull's AF, and multiverse is just as notable out there right now. So I want to give it the attention it deserves, really. So Julian, those are the emails we're doing this week. People got questions, comments, all that good stuff. Where's it going? Send all questions for the show to podcast at diezx.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at DaiZX, VegitoEX, Saiya Jedi, and Mary TOT. And you can send us a message by, what, putting at before our name? Is that how yeah, it works? That's how it works. Hey, uh, yeah, Mr. Saiya Jedi, you got an avatar yet on Twitter? Um, I'll put one up. <laughs> You're the little Tweety Bird right now. I like how they change it over from the googly eyes, at least. I like the googly eyes. Yeah, I did too, but it's good to see something a little more professional up over there. That's going to wrap up our episode. I'm still not feeling amazing, but I thought it was important to get in a show and review those CDs and talk to Julian as well. It was great to have you back here, dude. So what do you got going on? Anything uh, you're going to be sharing on the site, you think? 
Well, hopefully, based on my amount of free time, and I've got somewhere to be in the afternoon, but if I can work on stuff before, then maybe you'll see it before the end of today or possibly tomorrow. All right. Well, you know what? If it's done, I'll just link it along with the podcast episode. All right. If not, maybe we'll see you sometime soon. Okay. Well, before we're done for good, let's talk about next week on the show. We are scheduled to do the manga review of Awesomeness. We're up to volume 30, cruising along here into the Jinzo Ningen and maybe a certain other character. So look forward to that. Week after that, uh, let's say we're going to do the Kai Blu-ray review. I don't know. Schedules can change, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Uh, a few things to say about that. Still haven't received anything in the mail from you yet, Julian. I've been checking, so hopefully we can uh, get to reviewing a certain DVD at some point in the near future. Right. We've got our Yamcha fallback episode uh, to look forward to. <laughs> I wrote lols next to it because every time we uh, say we're going to do it, either something comes up or someone dies or something terrible is going on. So well, let's hope for not something terrible this time. <laughs> All right. And uh, there's still tons of new music and other things coming out, although that Kai song collection was delayed uh, a little bit. But that's it. So, Julian, people want to find us. What is the site address? You can find us at DaiZX.com. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X dot C-O-M. Excellent. So, for a sick Mary, actually, she's out here now. Mary, thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear. And for Julian, my name is Mike. Vegito EX, and we'll see you next week. Julian, wrap it up, dude. Daisenshu EX, the podcast. Consume more key to cross at the Makotani Arigato Zaymas. Chikaimo, Otanushimini.